and carry the show where we don't just report on fringe science spirituality and claims of the paranormal but take part ourselves yep when they make the claims we show up so you don't have to i'm carrie poppy and i'm ross blotcher <laughs> and we are here with an investigation i've been excited about for a very long time yeah it's been requested many a time yeah we've definitely known about it a long long time it's earthing earthing also known as grounding grounding <laughs> hey, you were a grounding oh you're thinking of groundling uh oh. No, oh, I know oh, this wasn't one, but I went to the groundling school. That's true. Very confused. <laughs> I've got to say at the top of this episode, because I'm going to be thinking about it, I just got Invisalign and I have a tiny, tiny, tiny lisp as a result. Okay. So if my voice, I mean, I think lisps are cute, so no complaints. But if my voice sounds a tiny bit different, that's why. And also, she's been studying Spanish. That's true. That's true. Not Castilian, but yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be ready for visiting Barcelona. Yeah, exactly. So I know what earthing slash grounding is. We're going to have to pick one. I'm going to say earthing. Yeah, I think I'm going to say earthing is their favored term because it I'm holding like a it. book titled earthing. With papyrus font, yeah, baby. Yeah, you called it. <laughs> favorite I was, was going to ask you later. We were <laughs> chuckling over a SNL sketch recently in which Ryan Gosling mm-hmm. is just pissed <laughs> because Avatar, this multi-million dollar, actually multi-billion dollar film, has... A title that's just <laughs> Papyrus <laughs> Avatar. And it, it really is. It is, yeah. Barely modified from the default Papyrus font, which is available on every Microsoft computer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the most popular fonts. It's the one that looks like, you know, it's trying to be kind of ancient Egyptian-y. Yeah, it but looks it's like English, it belongs on a scroll, which is why they call it Papyrus. And they make all these jokes about how you see it on Shakira merch uh-huh. and off-brand tees. And my mom's letters. Oh, she uses papyrus a lot. Yeah, my mom will often, she sends me a lot of holiday packages and in them she'll include little notes and the notes are typed and printed and they are in papyrus font. Of course they are. Mm -hmm. Well, better than Comic Sans. Uh, My wife and son have been irritated with me lately because I've been on this real kick of pointing out Helvetica. Mm. I just thought it was important that Andrew understand how pervasive Helvetica is. (laughs) Okay. And so I pointed out in business titles signage just wherever we see helvetica i don't know if i'd spot helvetica anywhere in any context okay well it's all around you okay (laughs) (laughs) kind of once you learn how to spot it it's ubiquitous and you know it's such a brilliantly balanced font there's a reason everybody uses it you know it's just kind of it's sort of the default it's like the cleanest uh Mm -hmm. clearest expression of the english forms but of course then it becomes overused anyways i think both of them are just sick of me pointing out helvetica (laughs) at this point and making them watch documentaries about helvetica and so then we watch the snl thing and they're like, I think there's something wrong with you. You find this so funny. <laughs> and then I got this book, this Earthing book, and I showed it to Andrea's like, does that look familiar? He's like, oh my goodness, it's that Avatar font. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Danny Barwella over at Max Fun and also host of Candy Crushers. Yes. Also very interested in fonts if you ever want to talk to him. Oh. I call him the Little Lord Font Boy. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Danny, it's on. Let's have a conversation. He brought it up like one time, but apparently it's a big deal so i've just logged it in my mental uh rolodex of yeah. things my friends i'm like. a medium level font nerd you know okay. I, I studied graphic design for a yeah. while i've lived a fair amount in the world of fonts but i was proud of myself when but you're not like a font of them 
<laughs> Correct. Got it. I was proud of myself, though, when Andrew pointed at a sign, a GameStop, and he asked, well, what font is that? And I said, oh, that looks like Impact to me. And then I looked it up and showed him, oh, yeah, see? Look, wow. it's Impact. Yeah. Wow. I felt like I had had Impact yeah. as a father. <laughs> well, I don't care about fonts. Okay, well, but... let's talk about electrons. <laughs> okay. You care about electrons? Carrie? I guess I care about fonts. Do you care fonts, about inflammation? In... Actually, all three of the things you've mentioned so far, fonts, electrons, <laughs> and inflammation, are things that I feel like I don't care about, but probably actually do, mm. and am taking for granted. That's right. And if you aren't convinced of that already, we've got a book for you. We've got a movie. We've mm-hmm. got a magazine. Mm-hmm. We've got a website. We've got all kinds of media. YouTube channel. To tell you about the importance of earthing. Yes. Now, what is earthing? Because we know what grounding is. That's when your kid is misbehaved. But earthing, (laughs) that is when, well, there's kind of two versions. The original, the OG earthing is you go and you stand on the earth. You take your shoes off. You take your socks off. You get your feet in contact with the ground. The skin of your bare feet touching Mm -hmm. the- You freaking hippie. The earth. Yep. (sighs) Yep. Like they did back in the Paleolithic times. Yeah, and people still do now. But yeah, uh uh-huh. That's earthing. That's OG earthing. That's, yeah, the original earthing. And now there is a more industrialized earthing as well. So once the heroes of this earthing movement realized that it was very important to touch your feet to the ground, Mm -hmm. and this was missing from modern life, they figured out a way to get around that problem. Uh, What's actually good and beneficial about touching the ground is that you are absorbing the electrons from the sun that have been absorbed into the ground, and then they come into you, Ah, and that is good. We have a mechanism. And so Clint Ober, the godfather of this movement, he said to himself, well, I could patent that. I can mm-hmm. make grounding devices for humans. <laughs> right. And then you can just plug them in at home and use them at home. And you don't even have to go gosh darn outside. Because you could tell people, just go enjoy some sun and, and put mm-hmm. your feet in the ground, which, you know, he does. But you can't sell products that way. Nope. And if you're inside, you can't do that. Yeah. And we'll hit on some of the products and how, you know, for example, most people don't sleep on the ground outside, but maybe it's important that you get the benefit of grounding while you're asleep. Yeah. We have a solution. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you you summed it up well. Essentially, we've identified a problem. Mm-hmm. People in the modern world, they're cut off from nature. Mm-hmm. This is the cause of all of these diseases. And the cause of that is inflammation. Inflammation. Which you may remember as the prime culprit in our Wim Hof series. Yeah, there's quite a bit of overlap. Indeed. And in fact, I was able to find some videos of people talking about Wim Hof versus earthing Mm. or Wim Hof plus earthing. Checks um, out. Or one is kind of like the extreme version of the other. You know, you could go jump in a cold pond or you could buy this mat and place your feet upon it. Same thing. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking about Wim Hof as I was watching a documentary about earthing this week because... Ah. There was a lot of mention of the autonomic nervous system. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't clear at all whether my autonomic nervous system is supposed to be revved up and active at all times, and that's something I want, or calmed down and placated (laughs) at all times, and that's something I want. I felt like talking heads were telling me both things, and all I knew was like, it does something with the autonomic nervous system, and we want it to do the thing that it does. Fair enough. I've got to say, also, I'm pretty surprised because... 
at least in my recollection, when I'd first kind of looked at earthing, I thought I remembered all the explanations being in terms of ions and negative ions and positive ions. I must have been thinking about something else because in the book, it's not even listed in the index. I haven't seen any mention of ions. I mean, it's the same concept. They're talking about electrons and the flow of electrons. I don't know if you encountered any talk of ions, but... I don't think so far. There's plenty of other science-y language. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of divvied up the work here and now we're going to trade after this episode and continue but i just this week watched the official grounding earthing documentary Mm. and i also was using a pad we got that plugs in and then you stand on it you're supposed to stand on it for 15 minutes a day if possible uh so i've been using that this week so i was Delving into the literature, I think a little bit less than you, but at least in the documentary, the talk is pretty much exclusively about electrons, electrons. not ions. Okay. Not um, that I could tell you the difference. Well, I mean, an ion is just a, a compound or atom that is either positively or negatively charged. Oh, right. Okay. It not has remembering a that. It's another way of stating the same thing. We have a transfer of electrons happening or about to happen. Got it. So the first product that we bought for this adventure was back in 2019. Hey, wow. Pre-COVID. We've we've had this for a while. Yeah, so a little over two years. Uh, So we were planning to do this quite a while ago. It was just something where we thought, ah, we've got to do earthing. And what inspired me at the time was uh, my buddy Drew, not to be confused with your fiance Drew, Mm -hmm. who is also my buddy. Mm -hmm. But I have a friend (laughs) named Drew. He's your work boyfriend? Isn't there a joke about that? (laughs) That's right, yeah. um, Cara jokes about my man crush on Drew. Because he's just such a like soul and we just love to hang out all the time and Carl's like oh go hang out with your boyfriend <laughs> he wrote me one day uh, by text and asked hey, have you guys ever played around with this whole earthing thing mm. and you could tell he felt silly admitting this to me but he oh, was sure. also curious about my input and he was putting all these qualifiers around it you know it makes me feel better I understand it might be nonsense mm-hmm. but I have this blanket that I use and I don't know it makes me feel great I plug it into the wall and nice. I feel like I sleep better I was like well great that's good Keep that's using just it. an electric blanket <laughs> <laughs> Are you feeling very warm? It's a grounded blanket. But um, I said, well, that's cool. You know, he'd offered to lend it to mm-hmm. us. And I said, well, hold on to it. I-, I can buy some of these too, but I'd love to hear any follow up from you. And uh, I texted him recently just to see if he's still using it. And I haven't heard back yet. Uh, I'll report if I hear cool. anything. So yeah, the first thing I bought was that mat that you've been using. And it's the same thing as a yoga mat. It feels a lot like a yoga mat. Like kind of squishy. Uh, yeah. Like foam. Yeah, very very soft, uh, multi-purpose rubber. I guess it's not rubber. Why'd I say rubber? There's no way it's rubber. We hate rubber <laughs> in this world. Poly Polyurethane, that's what it is. And it's black on one side and a lovely cerulean blue on the other. It looks a bit like a yoga mat. This one at least is more porous mm-hmm. than a yoga mat. So you stand on this thing in dirty feet, it is going to make like a big old imprint at your feet. <laughs> okay. So you, you got to wash your feet before you use that. I tried to clean it after use and get some of my gunk off there, but it is permanently foot stained. Okay. Uh, I had used it for a while at the office. I had it, yeah, pre-COVID times. It was just sitting by my desk and every now and then I'd roll it out. But I found that it was very awkward to explain when coworkers would come 
come by and I'm standing barefoot mm-hmm. uh, at my desk and typing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I ended up not using it that often. That makes sense. I work from home and my coworkers are a dog and a cat and <laughs> they are very into the mat. But they love they, it. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I mean, I especially my cat, Golly. She keeps walking up to it and laying on it. And I kept thinking, yeah, I see why people think their animals love these. Mm. But the thing is, if you Even have a cat. Even if it's not plugged in? It's been plugged in the whole time. I was wondering that. And okay. I still haven't bothered to test it. But anybody who has a cat will also tell you, you put anything down. And they're like, this yes. surface is for me. Right. Yeah, it could be smooth, soft, cold, or hot. I got to lay myself across this surface. That's what <laughs> I do. She seems interested in it, so I am interested in it. And when we lay out our actual yoga mats, you know, and use them and then forget to roll it up right away, she's also like, yeah, <laughs> comes and lays Oh, and up. those aren't plugged in? No, sir, they don't plug in. So they will have silver thread spaced mm. throughout it to conduct. act as a conductor. Yeah. But then at the side, there's like a little metal stud. So I, I assume, I assume there are little silver filaments spread throughout this mat, which is... That would make sense. It's like about a foot wide and maybe four feet long. Yeah. And then there's like a little metal stud on the one end of it. And then that is connected to a very long cable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was noticing that when I plugged it in, I was like, wow, you can really move this around wherever you want it. Yeah. It's yeah. like oh, 15 feet or something. So yeah. It's long, prob- but very thin, the cable itself, very tiny. Mm-hmm. So you're probably going to have a bunch of spooled, very thin wire. And then at the terminus, it plugs into one of your normal looking electrical plugs Mm -hmm. with three prongs, but it's a little different in that two of the prongs are made of plastic. Mm. Oh, I didn't even notice that. What would normally be your hot and your neutral, those are essentially just invalidated. Those are to help it hold onto the wall. But the one metal piece is the circular one at the bottom. So when you think of an outlet and has that little surprised face. Mm-hmm. The little mouth of the surprise <laughs> face is your grounding connector. And so that's where this is connecting. And then you've got two plugs. So if you have multiple earthing devices, you can then connect both of them to that ground wow. on the front I side. I didn't even notice all that was happening. Yeah. Now, what they also send, which I didn't have for you when I gave you the mat, but I should have because everything you buy from earthing.com comes also with one of these outlet detectors. Now this one has all metal on the prongs. You plug that in and it tells you about the health of your outlet. Essentially, this is a way of making sure that your house has not been incompetently wired. Oh, Uh, and that came from earthing.com? Yes. Okay. And it, it, it came with the product, so I had it somewhere. Yeah. And I just didn't have it well, when I gave it to you. Well, should I try it at the plug next to me? Yes. Okay. So let's let's see. How is Carrie's wiring? Okay. So there are three possible lights that could come on. One on the far left I haven't seen because that's yeah. like the bad warning one. But oh, okay. you got the good readout. You've got a nice, normal, yeah. electrical We're grounded. Uh, this seems a little wasteful to me to make so many of these things that will be used once i mean maybe you would carry it around oh if you're going to hotels or something and unfurling your mat uh yeah so there's multiple options here is it open ground is it open neutral is it open hot is did they get the hot and the ground reversed did they get the hot and the neutral reversed or is it correct which yours was right and mine is and then you get both the lights so there we go okay we've got a little tester i feel like at this point we should explain what grounding is yes the grounding of electrical 
shit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, back in the olden days, and you've probably seen outlets like this, you had essentially just two prongs. Mm-hmm. And one was the hot. Uh, that's usually on the right or the smaller of the two prongs. And that's where the actual electricity comes from. That's the flow. But by plugging in both of those, you complete a circuit. That's how electricity works. You've completed a circuit. So now the electricity is going to flow and come back to its source. And so the neutral on the left-hand side that completes the circuit, technically that is a ground as well Mm. uh, because there's no charge placed across it. But it's that pathway back. Uh For safety, they added that additional grounding connector because sometimes, let's say, I don't know, you plug something in the wrong way or a wire gets crossed and it touches the side of your fridge or your microwave or something like that. And then you touch the side of that thing. All of a sudden, zam, you get blasted with electricity. There's a huge spark. You you maybe kill yourself. You know, Mm -hmm. it's that could be really dangerous if just wires are in the wrong place or you touch the wrong thing. So it's a little backup guy. It's a little backup guy, right. Okay. And theoretically, if all is going well, that little backup guy runs down to back to kind of the same place everything else is going, but it continues on to a big copper rod that's driven into the ground, like Mm -hmm. physically like eight feet deep. Mm -hmm. And then that can disperse excess electrons. So uh, Ah. in that moment before the breaker catches the spike and, and shuts it all down... You can be saved because the electrons are going to determine, at least more of them are going to determine, oh, this path to this copper wire is a broader and better path oh, right. for us. A path of less resistance. Than through Carrie's body. Yeah. So okay. Sarah's a safety feature. Of- wow. Thanks for explaining that thing. I probably should have known when I was eight, but. <laughs> you got it. And, you know, not always do people actually have the eight foot grounding rod. It's supposed to be there, but sometimes, sometimes it's just an extra conduit back to that original source your power box uh, mm-hmm. before it goes to the transformer and it still functions kind of the same way it's still a way to diffuse that electron flow across a broader area instead of carry now yeah, yes and, and knock on wood my dad when i was a kid i remember him a few times breaking off that bottom part that grounding part and yeah. thinking that doesn't seem good oh no but he would do it you know if like if the plug in the wall didn't have the thing oh you'd be right. like well this isn't technically required right and break it off and it'll work and now yeah. i see i mean it's probably not the best call in the world but now i see at least what the logic was yeah yeah <laughs> yeah very good he was not trying to kill anybody <laughs> well hmm. at least not in that instance uh, i'll just accuse my father of trying to murder someone on our podcast there you go Kara often accuses her dad of trying to kill her. He left live wires sometimes on the floor and she got got electrocuted once. She once got a nail in her foot. Oh, geez. Uh, She once fell down a hole that was just covered by a little bit of carpet. (laughs) 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 She's convinced her dad was, I don't know, like a survival of the fittest kind of thing he was setting up. Wow, cool. She had some near misses there. So that whole package was $70 and it came with a free book, this earthing book. I don't remember where that copy was. $70 and it came with a free book. Okay. Yeah, free when you pay $70. <laughs> that is correct. Uh-huh. It's what it says, free book. All right. And DVD. Did it come with a DVD? I don't know. Uh-oh. You know what? I think it Called came- them. What it came with, I think, was this free movie pass. Oh, damn. Okay. The, the earthing movie, The Remarkable Science of Grounding, I Think You Know, 
Exactly what that free movie pass does for you. Takes you to the YouTube video I've <laughs> that, already watched. That is correct. Great. A one hour, 15 minute documentary that is free to watch on the internet has like 2.6 million views or something. <gasps> I'm noticing something very interesting about this. Yeah. It says featuring Amy Smart, an actress, Meryl Hemingway, a famous actress as well, mm-hmm. and Deepak Chopra, MD. And while it is true that Deepak Chopra appears on screen. Yes. My impression from the cutting of the footage was that that was like fair use usage of him, that he wasn't Ah. actually commenting on their particular science or product. I might be wrong about this, but it's just sort of the impression I got from the way it was used. That's a very good point. Funny to put put him as like one of the top three names if I've got that right. Sure. I'm sure he'd have no problem with it. More advertising for me. Perhaps. I mean, unless he's used to getting um, money from such things. So yeah, your kit comes with the mat, the book, and movie pass. And the outlet tester, and then the little box that you plug into the outlet with the plastic prongs and the one grounding prong, and then the very long-ass cable that connects that to your mat. Long-ass cable. So then we also bought, for $90, an earthing wearables kit that has that same outlet tester, the same book, the same movie pass, the same little, like, plug-in thing, but it had an orange cable. Ooh, okay. And some orange socks that have little (laughs) metal attachments for you to put the cable on. And these cuffs that you could wear around both your ankles and your wrists. And that was the wearables kit for $90. Carrie and I are not sure what happened to that. It was in my trunk for a long time. I think I gave it to her at some point. It's totally possible. Neither of us know where it ended up. Yeah, sorry if that was me. (laughs) So so for a long time, we've kind of had this and we keep saying, oh, we should do the earthing thing. And I've tried it out a little bit. So we thought, well, let's get another piece of equipment so we can sort of try out the wearable thing. So while Carrie was using the mat... I was wearing the large body band kit for $89. Hmm. They weren't selling that wearables kit anymore. You couldn't even buy it. Oh, wow. So So we couldn't replace that. Got discontinued for some reason. Oh, man. I'm sure I'll find it among my things in five years. And we'll have another earthing (laughs) series. So this is all of the same components, except now the metal doodad, the long cord, connects mm-hmm. to this. Oh, yeah. It looks like a Taekwondo belt. Now tell me, Carrie, when you think of earthing. Which I do often. And someone was to say, Carrie, what are some good earthy colors that I could use for this product? What kind of colors would you think of as earthy? Earth tones. So I would think of oh, like. Oh, there's like a term for tones. <laughs> I would think of like a chocolatey brown, yeah. olive, mm. um, maybe like a rust reddish yeah. orange. Oh, those would be beautiful colors. Uh, like sand, you might call it like a... You know, a taupe or a mole. Oh, mm-hmm. Is mauve the same? I don't even know. Uh, no, mauve is like a muted purpley red. Oh, okay. Maybe that. I don't know. Yeah, something that, that could be the color of a rock. Okay. Well, what color is this band? It's a very pretty orange. It's like a saffron. Yeah, but I would say just a shade too bright, too bright. and energetic to be earthy. Yeah. That's fair. I just think it's a like strange it choice. Yeah, it, I get that. And actually that blue, that blue is pretty electric. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? Why aren't they going with earthy tones? Yeah, you, that's interesting. It just feels off brand. You think yeah. you'd want those exactly like you were describing, these loamy, rich greens. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Earthy browns, whatever. <laughs> whatever (laughs) whatever so it's adjustable and i don't know carrie try putting that on some part of your body and tell me about Uh, your experience (laughs) 
this is this is what we call trust. So there is Velcro. Okay. There is like a little metal catch that this band adjusts okay. through. I'm going to put it on like a blood pressure monitor on my arm. That's a very good idea. Let's see how that works for you. Because, of course, you want to get a nice, you know. Mm, I already see a problem. <laughs> yeah, Carrie's discovering the issue. Now, it's supposed to be worn. Oh, it worked. Okay. Did you get it to connect and stay? Yeah. Okay, good. Enough. But yeah, so we're using Velcro to attach it. And the receiving Velcro, if you will, is mm. sort of short in stature. And so it <laughs> you run out of it very quickly. Yeah, there's a Goldilocks zone that doesn't fit most people's arms mm-hmm. or ankles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to find kind of a meaty part of your body, but not too meaty. I tried putting it around my belly and that stretched it to its utmost capability. Oh, interesting. Okay, because I was going to ask, you said something like large body something, and that's not like the size of the unit. That's just, there's well, only one. One size fits all. Okay, got it, got yeah. it. But yeah, it just seemed kind of huh. awkwardly spaced. So it fits, yeah, for sure. fits well around like a thigh okay, or even around a calf uh-huh. uh, but the belly is too thick it also recommends putting it on your body or belly that's right it also recommends putting it on your head so i wore it on my head and <laughs> said a photo of that yeah <laughs> yeah i said carry a picture and it just doesn't look good <laughs> i thought it looked great so the other feature of this thing is that it has a metal plate that connects to your skin that's the real action area and on the other side of that plate is the connector for the thing that goes to the wall. Is this plugged in now? It is not. You oh, want me to plug, plug it in? in, baby? We got a long cable. Yeah, of course we do. Carrie's plugged it in. and Okay. How are you feeling? Carrie's flexing her bicep. I'm feeling the same. Roughly the same. I was thinking this with the pad. Like, if this were doing nothing, mm-hmm. I would have no sense of that. If it were plugged or unplugged, there's no way I'd know. It's funny. You should say that. Thank you. <laughs> I Wait, nothing. why is it funny I should say that? I don't know, because it's true. Oh, okay. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> yeah, I've now slept with it quite a few times, and yeah, can't tell the difference. I'll unplug it, and uh-huh. same thing. I've just got something wrapped around my leg, and if I try to flip over in bed, I have to be conscientious of this because I could get wrapped up in this cord. Thankfully, oh, sure. It's oh, yeah. Definitely don't use this around like a baby or a small animal. Oh, good point. Yeah. Yeah, definitely it was better than wearing that penis clamp at night. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, that makes sense. So on that scale. That's a different investigation, everybody. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I don't know how you would be able to tell. And as I was mentioning earlier, it's got the metal plate, which is supposed to be touching your skin. So when you wear it around your forehead, that means you have to have that metal plate against your forehead. Your third eye. Right. It's not going to be any good on the side of your head or the back, unless I guess you don't have hair there. Because it has to touch skin to conduct. Right. Okay, got it. And so then you have this cable essentially just hanging down over your nose <laughs> and constantly in your vision. I guess you could wear it upside down and then the cable's kind of flying back. Oh, but, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, it's not fashionable. <laughs> it's not a good look. I think it looks great. People would hardly notice it. It just blends right in. <laughs> We'll post that it's, picture. It's only about two and a half inches wide. <laughs> oh, shoot. There's a 90-day return policy. I think we're outside that oh, window. Oh, shoot. Well, we're stuck with it. Well. Yeah, yeah you get to wear this next. So I'm going to take the mat home with me, and Carrie gets to wear this on her body. Well, before I tell you about the documentary, should I tell you about my use of the mat? Yeah. 
I guess I mostly have, but my dog and my cat love it. I've used it most days the last week or so. And one thing that I was excited about is that it said on the website and also said in the documentary that it was going to help me sleep. And because I just got the Invisalign on my teeth, I yes. have had terrible sleep the last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the first few days, it was like hellish pain. Oh, poor Carrie. You were having hallucinations. <laughs> I had hallucinations by night three, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that's how sleep deprived I was. And I'm also reading a book called Why We Sleep about oh, what no. sleep does for your body and how important it is. And oh, so no. then I was also like, well, this sure drives it home. Carrie's got it on her head now. It's a very good book. Yes, don't worry, I took a picture in portrait mode, so it'll still be oh. very flattering. <laughs> okay, great. So after that, I did go into REM relapse, you know, started sleeping a bunch. But my my sleep's just been off this whole week as a result. My body's all freaked out. Oh. So I was like, cool, grounding is supposed to stabilize my sleep, make me get better sleep, not wake up in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. I must report this is untrue. Oh, no. Last night, I woke up one billion times oh. and couldn't get back to sleep. So it definitely didn't help me in that regard. Headaches have been about normal. Okay. When you use it at night, this was interesting to learn that initially he created these half mats for sleep. And the idea was to lay them out perpendicular to your body so that your feet were laying on them. Mm, okay. But then he said, but if your spouse or bed sharer doesn't like having that there, you can rotate it and just kind of lay on it as a mat. How did you mm. use it? Um, I just stood on it. So I, I oh, had gotcha. read and heard in the documentary just to try to stand on it at mm. least 15 minutes a day. So I would do that while I was watching TV, actually partly while I was watching the grounding documentary, did some stretches on it, did some very tiny movement yoga. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they should make just a yoga mat with right? that. That seems obvious. They do have a lot of products, many permutations of the kind of things we're talking about. There are blankets. Bioenergyproducts.com oh. has something called grounding yoga exercise mat workout while grounding there it is okay somebody thought it up my goodness they've thought of everything there's the starter kit there's the mini starter kit there's the elite mattress cover kit only 300 bucks oh wow the price is <laughs> elite a steal there's a sleep mat kit there's an elite pillow cover kit uh, there's a auto seat a kit there's a chair mat kit this is really interesting because Clint Ober is the patent holder on the grounding products we have. Okay. And I'm curious whether bioenergyproducts.com or these other grounding things, how they're getting around that or if oh. they're paying him a patent fee. Oh, maybe. But If I've only we could ask him. I've looked at the patent filings mm -hmm. and your know, patents are so funny because it'll be like, I've patented this one very specific way that I've organized mm -hmm. these particular structures and you can't do that. But someone could potentially just like make enough tweaks that's not exactly right. that anymore. It's like God saying, I promise I'll never destroy the earth by flood again. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but he could still kill you with water jets. Sure. Or fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there's also a throw kit, $239. Man, what a premium on these like things. Like a throw blanket? Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's what my buddy had. It feels like the number of products have expanded and contracted over time. Mm -hmm, like a heartbeat. Wow. That's beautiful. Thank you. So, okay. So it didn't fix your sleep. Did it no. save you 50% or more on car insurance? <laughs> Not yet. Jesus. Here's hoping. But speaking of goods and services... 
which you sort of were. Yes, I was. One of my favorite services is a website for making websites. Whoa, that's so meta. I know, right? Probably generates meta tags. I should hope so. Pretty basic service of a website. <laughs> yeah, it's like a mommy website that produces little baby websites. Anyway, yeah, it's tell called- me more. Squarespace. <gasps> Squarespace. Oh my God. Squarespace is so great. Whether you are a jewelry designer or a clothing designer or a producer or an agency or a fine artist or a real estate broker or a gamer or an accessory, you are going to love making your website on squarespace.com. You could be all of those things. And you know, Carrie, a dream is just a great idea that doesn't have a website yet. Wow. Make it a reality with Squarespace. Yeah, what a beautiful thought. A dream is just a great <laughs> idea that doesn't have a website yet. That's right. And you can create a beautiful website to blog or publish content. Mm-hmm. You can promote your physical or online business. You can announce an upcoming event or a special project. Also, Squarespace gives you beautiful templates created by world-class designers. World-class people. And they have powerful e-commerce functionality. So if you want to sell your own products... You can do it. And there's a new way, Carrie, to buy domains. Over 200 extensions. Oh, heck. Yeah. That's a lot of extensions. Mm -hmm. And they have 24-7 Stevie Award winning customer support. The prestigious Stevie. Stevie. You've got me interested now. (laughs) So check out scorespace.com slash ono. For a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code ONO to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Fantastic. Well, Carrie, if we're talking about awesome things that people should sign up for, Mm -hmm. we should mention the game that I am currently playing on my phone. Oh, that's why you're distracted. Well, I logged in, and they gave me one of these mega boosts, which you almost never get. Like, they're really hard to get, and they're really valuable. You can play the game way better and easier and get all of these advancements. It's like, I want to, like, focus and play the game now. And the game is... Best Fiends! Fiends. That's right. So, yeah, this is a super fun game, free to download, and I've been playing it for a long time now, and I've got lots of friends who listen to the podcast. They've all been adding me. Oh, that's fun. So, yeah, super fun game, and uh, now I'm hooked and playing. Sounds like a real casual mobile puzzle game. That's an amazing description of it. Yes. Okay. Fun little games with fun little characters, and yeah, it's problem-solving But it's not too stressful or anything like that. It's too bad that they only have 99 million downloads, though. Oh, no, Carrie. Actually, there are 100 million downloads. Whoa, exactly 100 million? That's amazing. At least. Wow. Wow. Over 100 million. Never you fear. Downloads. You know, as a kid, we didn't play for the sake of winning prizes most of the time. (laughs) It was about having a good time, doing things. Never wanting the fun to end, and Best Fiends leaves you feeling refreshingly challenged. Do you agree, Ross? Absolutely. And this is something I'll play while I'm watching a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you just kind of need just a little something extra for your brain to do. Exactly. Yeah. It's not super distracting. It doesn't use the language center of your brain. Okay. For me, that's the cutoff for multitasking. Yep. If you're engaging my language center, I can't think about anything else. Yeah. When people tell me that they'll listen to our show while like typing something, I'm like, what? Yeah. I would just start typing what we were saying. Exactly. I would start transcribing the show. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, what was your favorite game? Like, did you have a favorite board game or puzzle or anything growing up as a kid? That's a good question. 
I, I played a lot of board games with my sister, Jeanette. There's a bunch that are coming to me, but I'm thinking of a game called Twixt. Oh, okay. Not familiar. It was really fun. Yeah, you had to build up little pegs on this board and then connect them with these little plastic connectors that would give you, essentially like in um, Settlers of Catan, the longest road. Essentially, uh-huh. that is the game, is to try oh, okay. to build the longest road, essentially, oh, cool. and stop the other person from doing it. How about you? What That's did you fun. play? I mean, I love chess now, but I didn't learn it as a kid. As a kid, the thing I think I played the most was a game called Set. Do you know Set? Uh-uh. It's I, I know I've seen it, game. but yeah. it's one where like if you brought it out, it'd be like, oh, how do you play that? I don't think I, I actually- I think you'd like yeah. Set quite a bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll show it to you sometime. But anyway, similar thing. Doesn't activate the language center in your brain at all. You're gotcha. Just, I mean, I, I guess unless we're sort of narrating it to yourself. But anyway, I love a good game. Me too. And Best Fiends is just the right amount of challenge and strategy. I used to be a real like PC gamer. I'd play like big epic games, but- I just you find... try not to offend anybody. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. For yes. You PC got... culture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is the correct use of that uh, acronym. <laughs> That's exactly what you meant. Mm-hmm. And just lately, I don't have time for that sort of thing, but I do have time for the quick game like Best Fiends. Nice. Uh, poor Carrie's just going to wait for me to finish. No, it's okay. I mean, it's very cute. If you want to just look at a cute game that someone else is playing, you want that other person to be playing Best Fiends. I've got a power boost. I got to use He's it. He's got to use the power boost, people. If you play the game, you'll see like, oh, wow, he got a power boost. That's a big deal. Download <laughs> this five-star rated puzzle game, Best Fiends, free today <laughs> on the App Store or... Google Google Play. Play. That's right. I can still use the language center of my brain. (laughs) That's friends without the R. Best Best fiends. fiends. What if you did our show without the R's? Oh, no, Oz and Kai. Yeah. Wouldn't be good. But Best Fiends is perfect. Well, while you're distracted, (laughs) I also have a few things I need to say to the listeners. Okay. But especially to Abby. Abby, are you listening? Well, who wants to talk to Abby? Is that mom, dad, and Max? Exactly. Mom, dad, and Max have gotten Abby a Jumbotron. Oh, my goodness. They say, happy 15th birthday. We are so proud of the smart, kind, and amazing person you are. You have amazed us with your perseverance through this last year plus of online learning and being stuck at home with us. (laughs) At least we can always discuss our shared podcasts and enjoy whatever Ross and Carrie have been up to lately. We love you. That's so sweet. Oh, that's wonderful. It's great to think of somebody listening to this show when they're 14 going on 15, too. Yeah, that's and amazing. And what cool parents. Yeah, everybody's cool in this scenario. Yeah. Cool parents. I can't cool Abby. even imagine trying to explain to one of my parents how to download a podcast. Even Max is cool. Even you, Max. <laughs> even Max. Even you. We're letting you into the cool club. <laughs> <laughs> But while we're on the subject, um, I believe we also have a message for Priya from Alan. Ah, and Alan is saying, hi, happy birthday. Hoping that depending on how well we can work out this timing, you're having, have had, will have, had a wonderful birthday. (laughs) I hope we're all vaxxed up and able to have a big fun party. But if not, let's just ride bikes around the neighborhood and find an outdoor spot to have a glass or a couple of glasses or a bottle of wine. Love ya. Aw. Happy birthday, Priya. Yeah, happy birthday. Her birthday was May 14th, so she may be lucky. She may may be able to go get that 
glass of wine. Also, cheers to Alan. He sounds like exactly the person who listens to the show, a person who needs to add seven caveats to every thought. <laughs> <laughs> he is our people. We appreciate that. <laughs> okay, so now Ross has finally finished his best fiends. He is ready to pay attention again. <laughs> And he is at level, I don't know why I'm referring to myself in the third person all of a sudden. I was thinking that. I was thinking, does Ross do that a lot? That's very Trumpian. No, he rarely does. (laughs) Since you're commenting on it, I guess he doesn't. (laughs) I am at level 2083. Damn. But Carrie, what level of watching the Earthing documentary are you at? Level done. Hey. Hey, level complete. Tell us about it. Oh, boy. Okay, so I watched all of the Earthing movie, The Remarkable Science of Grounding. Uh, It's available at earthing.com. It's also on their YouTube channel. So you can watch it too, or Carrie does it so you don't have to. That's true. Yeah, you can go to earthing.com slash movie. (laughs) You can use our free movie pass, which is to say you can type in that URL. I feel like there is a version of Save the Cat, Mm -hmm. you know, like that popular screenwriting book Mm -hmm. that could be made just about how to make one of these alt-med documentaries. Oh, wow. And you could base it on this film. It feels like a a kit film. Like, here's Uh where you put in the the nice B-roll footage of the happy couple prancing across the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we want something that shows interconnected minds and it's got like a little CG Uh fly-through of a brain with connected neurons. A little bit of a documentary in a box. Yeah, now we want the talking head Mm -hmm. and uh, we can use some found footage of Deepak Chopra here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very apt description. So this movie is by Josh and Rebecca Tickell. It's not Tickle, okay? It's not To Kill. To Kill a Mockingbird. Mockingbird. <laughs> you know that it's good because it's got those olive leaf things on the front that tell you, oh, oh. <laughs> this got into some festival somewhere. Oh, right, yeah. It was the audience award winner at the Dances with Film Festival in 2019. <laughs> That's okay, fun. I approve of that one. Um, <laughs> official selection for the Argentina Green Film Fest 2019. Okay. Wait a minute. Official selection, the Dances with Film International Film Festival. Well, I should hope so. You won. You're just padding. They listed that same exact film festival twice. That's right. Okay. Official selection for the Bergen International Film Festival 2019. And official selection, you know it, you love it, the Sedona International Film Festival 2019. So yeah, this is like a fairly short documentary. It's a little over an hour, but it is definitely something you got to like immediately break out your notepad oh, in order yeah. to follow if you want to give it any sort of critical eye because things it's just sort dense. of- dense. It's fast. It's dense and things fly by you in uh, language that's just sort of, it's like what I'm doing now. It's so non-specific. <laughs> yeah, abstract. But you're like, wait, what exactly were you saying there? Imprecise. Yeah, yeah. So I was- taking mad notes as I went. But it's made by this couple, the Tickhells, they're a husband and wife. And they also made the documentary The Big Fix, which was about the Deepwater Horizon oil spill. Oh, yeah. And I don't know much about that topic and certainly not that film, but that was sort of their previous bona fides. Okay. So Rebecca believes that she was exposed to a toxic substance while making that documentary. Uh Presumably Corexit, which is like what that movie's about. That is the supposed toxic chemical of that movie at the center of that movie. So, so any problems you one. have, it corrects it. <laughs> You'd think, but apparently it's bad. 
that all could be very legitimate. I have no idea. But okay. she says she got sick. She had skin rashes. She was told she might have trouble conceiving children as oh, a result. No. Yeah. But they had always really wanted to be parents. So they were able to conceive. Then she had a miscarriage. There's a weird moment as she's telling this story where they actually show the discharge papers from her hospital when she had her miscarriage, which seems, huh. I don't know, it just seems str- like almost defensive to me. I don't know. But we need a visual for miscarriage. Yeah, what do you got? maybe. Maybe. And they didn't want to be I too- got this paperwork. Yeah. yeah. Cool. We'll use I mean, that. I admit it's hard to think of appealing visuals, so fair enough. Hmm. Sad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Then they did get pregnant again, but in utero, their daughter-to-be was seen to have uh, some sort of birth defect. They didn't tell us what, but okay. you know, some some test revealed that, and they said, your daughter might not make it. It was one of those stories where like the doctors are sort of treated as naysayers mm-hmm. for saying this when probably they were just giving they, you probabilities. They set the bar very low, or yeah, they gave you error bars and you took the low bar, and that's what those mean scientists, <laughs> yeah, right. doctors said. But uh, their daughter was born, her name's Athena, she was born healthy, but Rebecca, who is our, our narrator through this film and who is the mother, she says, but for two years, my daughter had chronic sicknesses and we were in and out of hospitals almost constantly. Mm. So this is kind of the beginning of this kind of language where I'm like, okay, but what okay, what sicknesses are we talking about? Because that's going to be important. Mm-hmm. When you say in and out of hospitals constantly, that could mean she had legitimate reasons to go to the hospital and needed care. It could also mean you took her to the hospital a bunch of times right. because, you know, you were scared, which is a thing parents do. You know, like there's just so many of those yeah. like, wait, let me pause and see exactly what you said. Anyway, I'm feeling so bad for doctors now. There's no wind to that situation. They have to bear the bad news. Of, yeah. Looks like you've got three months and no one ever makes a documentary later saying like, and he died three months later. <laughs> exactly. Just to like the they say. It was actually, I was impressed. They were so reliable. <laughs> also, like often the doctor had a lot to do with the person who does survive longer. Right. Uh, right. And, and gets yeah. no thanks for that. It's right. Right. In defiance of the doctor trying to kill me in three months. <laughs> right. I actually, sorry to get off topic here, uh, <laughs> but let me tell you about a time I did that when I was in early college, very much into energy medicine and things like mm, it. Mm-hmm. My friend Zach got testicular cancer. <laughs> and that is funny. And <laughs> End of story. (laughs) Hilarious. I don't remember what prognosis they gave him that scared us, because usually that's a pretty livable disease, but there was something that kind of put a question mark over the situation. And we were like, no, we're going to defy them. And we did energy healing on him. Uh And then the cancer disappeared. And this is how we tell a story without mentioning, like, also during that time, he had a testicle removed. (laughs) Oh, And was, if you were doing energy healing, was there any waving of hands over crotches? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, you got it. That's what you do. You got it. You gotta. You gotta. Well, take that, doctors. But usually what you do is you have the person, the the patient, if you will, put his own hand over that spot, and then you wave over the hands. Oh, okay. For their Nice privacy. little bit of remove. I remember yeah. Deborah King, there was a lot of crotch waving in that particular <laughs> um, celebration. So, okay, so okay. you would retell that story and say the doctors gave him right. X amount of time without mentioning, and the doctors removed the <laughs> and testicle. And then they removed the testicle, and, and they were like, whew, okay, good. They might have done... More than I did with my energy. Definitely did. (laughs) Absolutely did. It makes for good storytelling. Sorry, doctors. I wasn't thinking of it as manipulation at the time either. You know, this was just really how my brain was telling the story to me. Yeah. Anyway, at this point, they're trying to figure out 
what's up with their daughter, what sickness is bringing her to the hospital over and over. And the doctors kind of aren't giving her answers, which again makes me think, okay, are they saying, well, actually, you know what? We're taking all our vitals. She seems okay. We're in and out of hospitals because they keep telling us to go home. (laughs) Right. That seems possible. Maybe not. I don't know. You won't tell me. So a friend gave them a copy of a book called Earthing, which um, is the one you have there, I think. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, okay. By Clint Ober. Oh, and Stephen Sinatra. Oh, okay. He's going to come up in this. And Martin Zucker. Yep. So they give her this copy of Earthing and she's reading it and she's like, Okay, this is nutty. It says that by planting your feet on the ground, your body can heal itself. Could that possibly help our daughter? And don't worry, Ross. They were skeptical. Oh, were they? Yes. Were they the biggest skeptics? They they <laughs> thought this sounds like a bunch of baloney. Uh-huh. But I really want to see the documentary that turns there and like, and we found out it doesn't work. In fact, it's really <laughs> oversold. I kind of want to make a documentary like that. I think we already make that documentary. It just doesn't have film. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but so they decided they would consult, quote unquote, the experts. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, Okay, so now we start being introduced to the experts, and I'll do this a little out of order from how the movie does it, but we meet several people who just really make you feel very confident that this is all scientifically based. Hmm. Uh, so, for example, Stephen Sinatra, MD, yes, a cardiologist and integrative medicine specialist. So here's, here's a quote from him in the film. In simple terms, grounding is literally putting your bare feet on the ground. When you do that, you're in contact with Mother Earth, and Mother Earth is endowed with electrons. And these electrons literally absorb through your feet. It's like taking handfuls of antioxidants, but you're getting it through the feet. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we're saying things about antioxidants and how necessary they are. And then there's this underlying idea of free radicals. And then you've got your electrons. And whoo, we got a lot of moving pieces all of a sudden. And it's like taking handfuls of antioxidants. Okay, hang on. So you're saying handfuls of like blueberries which have antioxidants? Or are you saying literal antioxidants? Because how many would a handful be? Okay, now I'm trying. Okay, now I followed that part of the sentence. Now you're <laughs> saying I'm standing on the earth and I'm getting the same through my feet. What does that mean? So do I eat the acai bowl <laughs> or do I spend time with my feet on the ground? Right. Okay. I don't know. Okay, so I looked up a little about this Sinatra character. After scrolling through all of the pages about the crooner. (laughs) Right. I was like, I already know about that one. Sinatra is a regular on Dr. Oz, of course. And I found his CV, his He's a He's a cardiologist and he sells his own supplements as well, right? I believe that's right. I think he does sell supplements, yeah. On his CV, he lists as his professional interest, vibrational and energy medicine. Oh, cool. He comes up in the book, which I'll talk about in our next episode. And he talks about this, I think, Q10 chemical. Oh, yeah, CQ10, I think it's called. Okay, and and that's like the thing that he thinks really helps the heart. And that's kind of been his Mm -hmm. pitch and product. But he got in on the earthing train as well. Okay. Yeah, I don't know much about coenzyme Q10, though I hear about it here Nor do I. Okay, so Stephen Sinatra, by the way, does have a current active license with no complaints on his record. Oh, so good. Just have a way. Okay, next we have Laura Conover, MD, and mm. she is a physician, general practitioner, and she explains that grounding supports the organ systems down to the cellular level. Supports the organ systems down to... Okay. I mean, that's saying something without saying anything. Yes, it's saying a lot and nothing 
simultaneously. That's how I kept feeling with so much of this movie. It helps your body. Yeah. That's okay. what but I then, then she doubled that. down on the organ systems part of the sentence. Okay. Saying specifically your organs. It's like, okay. <laughs> As opposed to... Yeah, okay. So, okay, wait. Pause there. Let me stop and think about that sentence. <laughs> specifically my organs. Okay. All right. So not like my blood, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's not. There not are, my bones. There what? Are, Tissues that are not necessarily part of an organ. Okay. But down to the cellular level. Well, so that's interesting. So. Well, we are made out of cells. Is it down to the molecular level? Yeah. The atomic level? And then how are these cells knowing to only work for my organs if it's down to the cellular level? Because see, at the conception of the human being. (laughs) So anyway. No one was ever meant to parse the film. (laughs) To the level you just parsed it. Yeah, I know. I This thing is like 70 minutes and it took me like four hours to watch because I got just being like, okay, wait, let me try to understand that part. Let me give you the benefit of the doubt. Um, oh, no, and you haven't even gotten to Deepak Chopra yet. Nope. Oh, by the way, also, she calls herself the intuition physician. Always one I want a physician to rely on. Pretty good. <laughs> I had a chart here that I labeled inflammation information. So I feel like (laughs) we're kindred spirits. (laughs) Um, Oh, I didn't even notice the rhyme. You're right. Mostly I was just like, I don't want my physician to be relying on intuition. That is a turnoff for me. I mean, better than my intuition. You're a little more informed, but I don't want that to be your main thing. Yeah, that's not a good descriptor for a doctor. Mm -mm. I want like... The book learning physician. I have a lot of reference materials. (laughs) I kind of want to see that now. Sydney McElroy, the book learning physician. (laughs) That's also something I'd have to pause and think about. The book learning physician, huh? What does she mean by that? Um, Okay. Did she not do her residency? (laughs) Is it like like reading the law? How some lawyers don't go to law school, they read the law, and then you have to take a special test? Okay. Anyway, James L. Oshman is our next expert. He is a biophysicist. Oh, yeah. He wrote the foreword to this book. And I remember seeing that term, biophysicist, and thinking, it sounds like a squishy term. Yeah. You know what? I'm looking at this and I... I tried reading about it. It looks like there is some fields of legitimate Mm -hmm. domain tied to that term. Got it. So, yeah, I don't know. It, It could be one of those things where... There's sort of the squishy end and there's the firm end, and I don't know where he is on it. Totally. Um, That seems totally possible. I see that he is a pioneer in the exploration of the scientific basis for alternative medicine. Okay. Uh, Um, Quite a few prepositional phrases there, but okay. His LinkedIn says he has both academic credentials and a background in alternative medicine. You know, really, you should just list your academic credentials. Don't just say you have them. Anyway, um, (laughs) he explains that everything in the body goes back to balance to normal when you're grounded. And then he said, and we've looked at it all. We've looked at all the parts of the body. All of them? All of them just go back to balance. Every part. Which, uh, so now I'm like, oh, are you going to pitch this as like a cure-all? Because sure if sounds that's like true, it. yeah, right? So there's going to be lots of that where talking heads, all their implications just collide against each and other and we're just not going to deal with it. Back to balance? What does that mean? Were they all balanced when you were 20 and now they've gotten out of balance? What does balance look like? Uh, good point. Um, and what two things are we balancing? <laughs> this is why Carrie can't sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> what did they mean? <laughs> What what, the bleep documentaries really got me reeling. (laughs) Okay, our next expert is, apologies for the pronunciation, those who speak French, 
Satan Chevalier. Okay. He is a physicist and engineer. Would you say he's an electrophysiologist? No, because that doesn't it doesn't say that on his Chiron in this movie. Okay, well it says it on the cover of the book. Oh, interesting. Well, here's my favorite quote from him in the film. Yes. Unbeknownst to us, we live inside a battery. Okay. <laughs> that is unbeknownst to me. <laughs> that is <laughs> and it still is. <laughs> Yeah, I did not knownst it. I will not be knownsting it. Um, so he actually, it turns out, they didn't say this in the film, but I was looking him up. He's a research director at SciTech Labs. With whom you have communicated about Kimberly Meredith. Yes. Someday we got to meet up with the SciTech Labs Yeah, people. we like cool. them. And then we have Richard Kotz. He is a statistician and former FDA biostatistician. Oh, right. And this is very interesting the way they use him. They, they're very wise about his usage in the film because basically he worked for the FDA approving medical mm -hmm. devices, uh, which as we've discussed in prior episodes really means we figured out that this was safe for you to use in the way that it is being marketed. Right. If you follow its instructions, you're not going to hurt yourself. Exactly. Uh, it's not necessarily speaking to efficacy. Right. So they'd pull little sound bites from him where he'd say, oh, I'd say that like one in every 10 applications for FDA approval actually gets approved. Mm -hmm. And then that would be sort of like pulled out as like a very dramatic number, you oh, know? but this got FDA approved. Right. So. Whoa. That means it works. And it's like, oh, he knows how many of these things are submitted and then no one follows up on them or, you know. Mm -hmm. it's, and anyway, as you said, it doesn't speak to efficacy at all. So he is the senior research medical scientist at North American Science Associates. And and he will be used a lot. Like, they definitely seem to think, like, he's sort of their uh, okay. nail in the coffin or whatever the brighter metaphor is. So his connection to this, though, is that his elderly mother had a heart problem and needed an artery cleaned out. Okay. But she's quite elderly. He didn't actually say her name, but based on how old he looks and then her being in the movie, I would say she's probably in her 90s. Sounds like she has an organ that needs help on the cellular level. <laughs> exactly. But so he's like, I didn't want her to keep doing invasive surgeries. You know, she's mm -hmm. really old. Yeah. Makes sense. So he found out about earthing, but Ross, he was skeptical. Oh, well, that's a good place to start. Yeah. <laughs> but he thought, well, it won't hurt her, but it probably won't help her. Okay. But you know what? I'll have her sleep on it for one night. Did he sleep on it first and then he had her sleep on it? Are you using sleep on it as a yes. synonym for think about it? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I think he got one right away. Oh, okay. Uh, but he had her sleep on the pad for one night. And then as an aside, he says, and this is a woman who was having trouble hitting a forehand in tennis when she had been playing tennis for 70 years and she had no trouble the next day. <laughs> she's 90. <laughs> she, oh, okay, but he's saying there was a rapid like worsening. One day she's having trouble with her forehand. Fine. Okay, but he had never seen any response like this for any device or drug. Whoa. Yeah. And now she's 94. Okay, so they do say her age. Now she's 94 and doing great. She's playing tennis again. And he says, we attributed this all to the earth thing. Okay. Okay. You certainly can. <laughs> and then he says, this is the biggest medical development that I've seen in the field in my five decades in public health and my three decades in the clinical trial field in medical devices. I just have a hard time believing this is a placebo effect. Okay. As long as you have a hard time. Yeah. He, yeah. He stated his certainty on this. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy. I'm going to buy some. Yeah. He's from the FDA. 
Now, of course, we got to get Dr. Joseph Mercola up in this movie. Uh, of course we do. <laughs> so... Do you want to explain who he is? Yeah, it's funny. I was just texting a work associate, not someone who I work with at my work, but who I've interacted with. And he keeps sending me links to Joseph Mercola websites, podcasts, and saying, well, I don't know about this whole mask wearing thing. And I don't know about what they're telling us about the virus. And I'll try to talk him down. And recently I sent him this list where they had found sort of the dirty dozen, the 12 people who were responsible for like 65% of the vaccine misinformation out there. Oh, yeah. Number number one on the list, Joseph Mercola. I believe it. So he has his own website and kind of media empire that he's built that relays bad health information to the public. Mm -hmm. That's his whole deal, is making you suspicious of true expertise. And the last time I was on the site reading one of those articles that my buddy sent me, I was... uh, This really gut punched me they had a little graphic that said that this was fact checked and they, oh, okay and then you click on it and it says yeah we look at all of our articles and all the content to make sure that it's factually correct but you had this thing that just says yeah fact checked and trying to make it look like it was some right. third party thing which it's not oh, it's just no. they knew that they would add to the confusion just yeah. kind of like when trump claimed fake news as his own any news i don't like is fake news yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, let's just add confusion and, and nullify a useful term like fact checking yeah oh it just turned my stomach uh, yeah that's joseph mercola <laughs> Well, Ross, don't worry. He was skeptical. Oh, was he? At first. Oh, good. Heard okay. about her thing. That, he that's was a good like, place to start. Exactly. He was, he was like, how could that possibly work? You know? <laughs> like, that's crazy. I, I would love to just kind of disentangle sort of that thought process of, I need to first establish that I was skeptical. <laughs> Let me at least... I see why it's a rhetorical device, of course. Yeah, I, I want to start where you are. That's how I started my journey, too. I was skeptical. Or even further away than you are, because then it proves that I like a lot of information had mm. to bring me up, even to the point of neutrality. You're Okay, you're right on the bubble. Mm-hmm. I was far to the other end of the bubble. Right, right. I was I like, is that over. a bubble over there? <laughs> I hate it. I can barely see it. Yeah. So he was skeptical until he explored the science behind earthing and now he's a believer (sighs) a guy i really don't like joseph mercola then he explained a little bit i think this is still mercola speaking explained about something called atp adenosine triphosphate and he calls that the energy currency of the cell that's correct says this electrical energy is how we run our bodies okay and i had just been reading about adenosine quite a bit and uh, Why We Sleep, this amazing sleep oh, yeah. book I'm reading. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, obviously an important part of our bodies. But also, again, something you can't just... None of the things in our bodies can you treat as heroes or villains entirely. They have right. jobs, and then they can overdo their jobs. Right. Like free radicals. Uh-huh, you actually sure. do need those. Or insulin. Yeah. Water. I don't know. Anything. It's even natural to find formaldehyde in the body. Mm-hmm. And people will freak out. There's formaldehyde in this vaccine. Well, there's also formaldehyde in your body, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calm down. <laughs> okay. Dosage is important, okay? <laughs> <laughs> or uh, arsenic and apples. That's yeah. That's a common one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so kind of far into this movie, we finally meet the inventor of earthing, Clint Ober. 
I think you're a good halfway into it before you meet him, which oh, kind of surprised me. That is interesting. Okay. But, you know, he has this very interesting story. He started out, do you know where his journey begins? That's right. He was a cable TV guy. Yeah. Like an installer. I immediately pictured Jim Carrey, um, the <laughs> cable, cable guy. guy with that like evil grin holding <laughs> up a cable, but with Clint Ober's face on it. Clint Ober seems like a very benevolent personality. Like, uh, Yeah, a real sweetheart. Yeah, he, he yeah. just he looks like a nice guy. You'd want to have a beer with him. Sure, why not? But I, again, was thinking of Wim Hof as I was watching him in particular because these editors and this these directors did such a masterful job of just like cutting around his sentences and going to B-roll and coming back so that ah. they could get a coherent thought in there. Okay. But you can tell he's just going on all these little different side paths and, oh, that makes me think of this. And, well, I should explain that while I'm mid-thought. Now I'm coming <laughs> on back. And so then someone who's sitting there going, this this has to be just about an hour. We can't make it a lot more than an hour. Can you imagine it's... listening to people who just go off on tangents? Oh, my and... God. Oh. A nightmare. <laughs> um, so Clint Ober explains that now that he has discovered grounding, which we'll get into how he did that, he has now catalyzed over 20 studies. Over 20. Over 20 studies on grounding. Is it 21? So I went and I looked, uh-huh. I counted, and it is 21. 21. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's old enough to have a beer with Clint Ober. And by catalyzed, we mean he invented grounding and people are doing studies about it. He's not the author on any of them. Oh, yeah. We'll see some of his studies in the book. Mm, okay. So, yeah, as we said, he started out as a cable guy. He would install TV cable systems, basically came to realize that people were wearing rubber shoes and that was probably keeping them from being properly grounded the same way that rubber you know insulates against electricity and blocks it so would you say carrie i'm holding up my shoe because i'm shoeless while we record this of Mm -hmm. course Mm -hmm. thank you for being that you're welcome would you say that this shoe with its rubber sole Mm-hmm. is the most evil creation of all of mankind. I would. And I know that that is a really big claim, but um, I would say it is the most destructive invention that man has ever made. Okay, yes, the most destructive. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Forget the atom bomb. Mm-hmm. Yep. The hydrogen bomb, you know, out the window. The gun. Nope, <laughs> not that. It's... Uh, cars, oil fields. Nope, it is... <laughs> The noted Beatles album, Rubber Rubber Soul. Soul. (laughs) (laughs) Probably my favorite album. Me too. I think so. That's a good one. That means it is objectively correct because we agreed. (laughs) That's the thing we'll get emails about from this episode. (laughs) Whether that is the best one. No, it's the White Album. How dare you? (laughs) Okay, so he says, you know, it's one of those things that people are skeptical about until they do it. They think it can't be true, and then they realize that it's true. Mm-hmm. So now he sends us on a little trip down memory lane to where he grew up. Now, Clint Ober is a, I'm presuming I didn't see his birth certificate, but appears to be a white man in like his late <laughs> 60s. Oh, yes. So he says that he grew up in Montana. Around <laughs> Ross inhales deeply knowing what is coming. Yeah. He says, I grew up around Native American people, primarily the Cheyenne and the Crow. And then... <laughs> God. And then the B-roll is just like coyote, B-roll of teepees. Yeah. Yeah, Just, you know, just like immediate, like, you know, white person's magical Native American stuff. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because it reminds me a lot of L. Ron Hubbard's backstory. I think he Uh. also 
had claims to have had early interaction with, I think, the Blackfoot tribe in Montana. I don't remember that. Totally believable that he said that. He claimed he was a blood brother of the Montana Blackfoot tribe. And they say, we don't do that. That's not a thing. Oh, they said that they don't do blood brothers at all. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he made that up. That's great. I'm glad someone asked him, though. Do you know who asked? Uh, I don't remember. Thank you, fact checker. Yeah, so he says he grew up among these people. He is from Montana. I'm sure that community exists there, and he knew some of these people. But, you know, he makes it like an integral part of his growing up story. He says his dad died young. They were already poor before he died, and now they lose their primary breadwinner, so it's a really tough time growing up. He says, but, you know, in Native American culture, nobody owns anything. (laughs) Again, oh, no. white person's understanding of this thing that, you know, you've read like two picture books about as a tween. So then he says, but okay, one day, one of my friend's sisters, this little Indian girl, that that's his phrasing, she had scarlet fever and she went to the doctors and she didn't get better. They just didn't know what to do. So they just took her home and nothing anybody could do for her would work. Everyone was very sad. And so one of the elders, I'll never forget this, one of the elders dug a pit, built a fire, and sat with her for days. I think in the pit? Yeah. Maybe? I think he, he described this in the book as well. Oh, okay. And yeah, it sounded like there was kind of a shallow pit dug in the ground, and she just sort of lay in it and okay. took time to sleep and have fits of okay feeling awful, but uh-huh. they rode through it, and then she was A-okay. Okay, yeah. And then he said, he said this went on for days, and then he said, the next thing we knew, after days, hmm. The next thing we knew, she was just up and running around. She was okay. It was just totally awesome. Okay. Yeah. So also, I love using both the thought, it took several days and the next thing we knew. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we didn't (laughs) know anything for those days. Sounds like there's a lot of intervening things, but okay. Yada, yada, yada. (laughs) I did email (laughs) the PR people for Beth the Cheyenne and the Crow Nations uh, to ask about this. Both websites were like, we're in the middle of a COVID disaster. You know, it's like I probably won't get a response. They might have bigger issues. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But if we hear back, we'll let you know. So his other story about his interactions with them is that one day he went, home with one of his friends to his friend's teepee and the mom said to the son take those shoes off they'll make you sick right and he at the time you know didn't know what that meant but now looking back he realizes you know so the wisdom ancient of, wisdom yeah, yeah, yeah of their close connection to nature yeah so he's you know he's putting all this together in his mind and he's been doing all this grounding work with with the cable TVs and he starts to notice that all these people around him are wearing synthetic soled shoes. Mm. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe. So he realizes that shoes are actually the single thing that happened. This is a direct quote. The single thing that happened that probably caused the proliferation of inflammation-related health disorders far and above anything else. Okay. All yep. right. Yep. I assume he goes into this in the book, but he talks about why and how you ground a cable if you're putting in cable for a TV. And then, you know, he just has this this miracle realization. Oh, my gosh, we need to be grounded, too, because if we aren't, we absorb 
bad EMF. Yeah, <gasps> EMFs. They're all around us. All those, these things we turn on. Those MFs. Yeah, exactly. Those EMFers. <laughs> and he says, you know, ungrounded signals wreak havoc on a radio signal, and the same thing might be happening to our bodies. Might be. Might be. Good, um, good word choice there. <laughs> so he moves from Billings to Denver. He's still working for this cable company, but you know all these thoughts are gestating in his mind. This place he moved to in Denver, that company created the first cable modem. Fancy, yeah. So that's cool. So you know he becomes very rich. Yeah, in the book he talks about just how wealthy he was. He had this you know mansion mm-hmm. of a house. Mm-hmm. Then he gives it all up. Yeah. So he has this fancy home, cars, a lot of art. Artwork. And actually, it started reminding me of Jerry Powell's stories. You know, oh, I yeah. had all this stuff, but it wasn't enough. Yeah, there was a little shot of him saying, "I had uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of art hanging over the commode in my bathroom because <laughs> there was nowhere else to put and it." And they had a visual of that, and I was like, "Is that the piece of artwork?" Or is this B-roll? What's going on? (laughs) Because this doesn't look that good. So yeah, you're right. He does give everything up. And the reason is, does he go into the reason in the book? He wants to go find himself. He sets out on the road. He buys an RV. There's a bit of a catalyst before that. So the story is so strange and unspecific. I had to pause this so many times. Oh, oh, about what happened to him physically. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. He so, does go into this. Well, I'm curious to hear how it's put there because in the movie he says, I was attending a lot of Christmas parties and I got sick. <laughs> One Sunday I couldn't get out of bed and I was turning yellow. My eyes were yellow. Everything was yellow. And so they took me to an emergency room. They couldn't figure out what was wrong. But I was losing everything. My liver was shutting down. I was only 49. And they said, you need to think about getting your house in order because you're young enough to get a new liver, but you might not have time. I was on an IV, every type of antibiotic you can probably inject into a person. And they said they had talked to a surgeon and they wanted to experiment with whether there was a way they could go in and cut out all of the liver that had been damaged, which was a majority of it. And I agreed. So that I'd have no option. So, you know, he recovers. Everything's fine. But I was like, is this alcohol poisoning? What is like that story is nuts. I went to Christmas parties and the next part of my story is I'm losing my liver. What happened here? He gives some more detail here. He says, I developed a serious abscess in my liver from a root canal procedure. And I, whoa, yeah, I know. <laughs> Carrie's looking hard to the upper right corner of the room. I'm just trying to square that with this other part of his story. 80% of my liver was badly compromised. So there's an infection that spread through his body. Right. Okay. I can believe that much. All of his organs were malfunctioning to a cellular level. <laughs> Does it say that? No. Okay. <laughs> it should, though. Why then would, did he mention going to a bunch of Christmas parties? Did he have the root canal at a Christmas party? <laughs> he so met so a, that was your first mistake, sir. He met a dentist at one of the Christmas parties. <laughs> Seemed integral. <laughs> God, so weird. Okay, so anyway, it's one of those classic stories where he recovers, he realizes, and you know, this is a really beautiful part of the story. He realizes like, oh yeah, I almost died. And like, 
all of this stuff that I've been trying to protect and has been so important to my sense of identity, yeah. I am going to die. None of it's going to follow me and I should be racking up experiences instead of things. And so it takes him like a year to recover. And then he's like, I'm going to take a trip across the country. I'm going to get an RV and I'm going to do the Woody Harrelson thing and just drive around the country now. <laughs> he ends up in Sedona where all good new age people end up. Yep. And one day his computer keeps crashing and he's like, I know that that's caused by static electricity. I don't know how he knew that, but he says he did. So I put a piece of tape across my desk and grounded it. And then I realized the outlet wasn't grounded. So I fixed that. And then the next day... I was outside and I saw a tour bus come by and people came off the bus and I guess they had been to like an outlet mall and they had all bought Nikes. They're all carrying <laughs> like, you know, identical white Nikes with them, which made me think, I was like, Heaven's Gate, does that make sense? No. He thought shoes, outlet. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So suddenly he was like, oh, this is his big aha moment. Oh, is it possible that humans are no longer naturally grounded because of our synthetic shoes? Oh, my God. Is it possible? Is it possible? That is a question that can be posed. <laughs> That's a good place to start. So he laid down some duct tape on his bed. He connected that to a wire. He put the wire out the window. He put it into a grounding rod in the ground. And now he was grounded. And that night, he was able to sleep without Advil, which he could only do sometimes. Amazing. That's right, people. Only <laughs> do sometimes. <laughs> This sometimes happens, that and it night, happened that he night. He was able to do a thing that only happens sometimes. <laughs> Wait, doesn't that night fall within the set of sometimes? I think so. I would say yes. Okay. As it was a time, and there was some of it. I'm skeptical, but well, that's a good place to start. <laughs> So now he's, oh boy, he's on it. It has become his obsession. He goes to a medical library to study up and he realizes that medicine hasn't figured out so much stuff. They haven't figured out the cause of all kinds of diseases like chronic pain, oh, MS, what arthritis. What do they know? Useless. And they haven't figured out the cures. Hello. So he goes to UCLA <laughs> and he goes and tells them, his theory. Mm -hmm. I've got it, you guys. We can cure all the illnesses down to the cellular level <laughs> by taking grounding rods and putting them out the window and then connecting them to your bed. And he says, and they laughed me off campus oh. for suggesting such a thing. They said, get out of here. Go away. You're nuts. So he put together his own study. So he found a physicist to help him test his theory on 60 subjects and the reports that came in were just unbelievable, Ross. They were unbelievable. And then he shows us like a thermography. Ooh, yeah, like image. a little heat scan of some feet. Mm -hmm. and there's like four sets of two feet. Yeah, this looks very scientific. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're not really told exactly what happens in this study or whether it's blinded or what the methodology is. But someone with TMJ... The jaw thing. Yeah. They said their pain got better. Uh, someone's PMS got better. Yes. I do feel like over time your PMS is bound to get better. <laughs> Everybody reported sleeping better. Okay. And so now a lot of scientists were very interested. <laughs> so yeah, he says, now a lot of scientists were very interested. And then the very next talking head is a person saying, like every good scientific discovery, Nobody was interested. They oh. all thought he was crazy. Oh, the editors were doing so well, and then they <laughs> slipped up. 
Okay, so then Stephen Sinatra enters our story. He tells Clint, you need to look at chronic inflammation if you want to understand this. Chronic pain and chronic inflammation are linked. He actually treats them sort of as synonyms in this context. Okay. And then Sinatra explains that our bodies are full of gel, and the gel has collagen. The gel is made up of collagen. And that has a huge surface area throughout the body that absorbs electrons and releases them when you have an injury? Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was trying to make sense of that. I was like, well, I guess when you have an injury, like, yeah, your you know, your white blood cells go there and right. you do heat up. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, why are you calling it gel? A plasma? Yeah, he was saying the collagen is in the uh, gel. It's a collagen okay. gel. Well, but- maybe you know something I don't. Maybe. So anyway, Clint summarizes all this astonishing science by saying, if the body is grounded, you cannot have inflammation. Oh, that's a big claim. That is a big claim, Ross. Wow. I can't? You can't. I can't. Well, this is a solution for everything then. Yeah, what has Wim Hof been doing then? Right? Anyway, so, oh yeah, we also keep jumping back to this one guy who mentions that he's a PhD and is sitting in front of a bookcase I'm fairly confident we never learned his name or his job. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I think. Unless I just totally missed it, but I kept having to refer to him as bookcase guy in my notes. (laughs) All right. So his theory, bookcase guy's theory, is that electrons enter the body and coat our red blood cells so that they repel each other and can't clump which thins your blood and your blood pressure goes down. He says, so maybe that is the cause of all of this. We all just need thinner blood. And, you know, just like taking an aspirin or something, this thins your blood and cures basically all the problems. Oh, right. I remember the thinner blood thing. Okay, yeah. And then we're shown this uh, image that I've There's so many mechanisms that are being brought up here and none of them are being brought across the finish line. It's just, yes, here's exactly. another way that you can, Im- you can imagine these electrons improving the condition of your body. Right, okay, but... but but Dale, if that's true, that completely contradicts what Stephen said. Yeah. Right, so what's happening you there? You do remember this <laughs> documentary was still running 10 minutes ago and people said other things. <laughs> not that it's not a good app hypothesis, but let's get somewhere with all these questions. Here's an image to okay. help you understand this blood thing. Yeah, we've got male, 42 years old, and the image is split on the left half before grounding. And uh, it looks like a almost blank black space, except there's some floating white cell looking things and then on the right hand side two hours after grounding oh my goodness there's so many white things floating in the black space confusing because yeah wasn't it supposed to thin your blood yeah this looks looks like a coagulation of anything this is yep if this is your blood which it does not say it just says male 42 years old (sighs) um then it proves the opposite of what they're saying but anyway also i just love labeling this Male, 42 years old. He sure does look different, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'd hardly recognize him in the second shot. I, I didn't even know he was a man in the first or a shot. human. Okay, so then Bookcase Guy says, and I was just thinking on the way here, like to this interview, mm-hmm. that maybe the blood thinning is what's responsible for all these miraculous treatments. Maybe. On the way here? <laughs> You're an expert in a movie, Bookcase Guy, (laughs) on the way here? That's a good point. Yeah, bad time to be having these revelations. (laughs) And then the directors left that part in? I thought I'd go from my off-the-cuff thought to encoded in a film. (laughs) Right. This is worth sharing with everybody. We know how to do a J-cut. We know how to do an L-cut. We (laughs) could just take out that part of his sentence, but no. We're going to let you know it was on the way here. 
Yeah, you could have left the speculation and removed its origin. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. <sighs> okay. Anyway, also, you know, now I'm trying to match this with everything else I've learned. Okay, so the little girl at the beginning, did she have high blood pressure? It didn't sound like she had high blood pressure. And do do the Native Americans have thinner Low blood? Low blood pressure? Yeah, how does this compare to aspirin? Because that thins your blood, and also you're not supposed to take it under a certain age. And, and you why aren't they have... responding to my email because they're having a health crisis if they can't get inflammation <laughs> because they have ancient wisdom oh, yeah, that keeps point. them grounded all the time? I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah, also low blood pressure can be bad, by the way. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then they tell us what the most impressive study is, and it's this one called Electrical Grounding Improves Vagal Tone in Preterm Infants. This is not an area in which I am knowledgeable at all, but they explain that vagal tone is an important marker of health in infants. Okay. Maybe so, I don't know. But in this study, they grounded various infants in an in, in ICU, a natal intensive care unit, and they're the ones who got it, their vagal tone got better. Okay. And then, I'm just thinking of all these infants, like, you're grounded. You're grounded. <laughs> right. And, yeah, I was just like, I want to know the story around this study. Cause, like, they're busy in a NICU, so what? How did this happen? And then he says, like, and that can't be the placebo effect. The babies don't know. Oh, I see. People say that all the time with animals, too. Mm-hmm. You can't uh, have placebo with an animal. Completely not noticing the other brain involved in this, which is mm-hmm. you, the observer. Right. Okay, so anyway, bookcase guy says that he tells athletes to ground themselves for 15 minutes before a game or a match so that if they fall down, they won't have inflammation at all. Sounds testable. Yeah. I know. I kept thinking like, okay, so I should ground myself and then try to break my leg and see if I can. But then I was like, oh, but Carrie, you're going to break your leg. (laughs) (laughs) Physics still applies. Darn. Yeah, shoot. So yeah, someone has a good idea for how to test this without yeah. seriously hurting ourselves. How far do we want to go for this podcast? Okay, so the last thing of note in this movie is, of course, testimonials. Oh, yes. We get testimonials from the actress Meryl Hemingway. Again, this feels so cookie cutter to me. Yes, oh, totally. Now, now we've set you up. Let's get these beautiful people telling you how this has made their lives better. Which is not useless, but your science should set the framework and this should be the cherry on top. It should not be the meat of the thing. Yeah. And don't put cherries on meat. Sounds gross. Yeah. So Muriel Hemingway and her husband use it. Just saw her in a movie last night. Oh, okay. Excellent. And she mentions, you know, she's the granddaughter of Ernest Hemingway, mm-hmm. who died by suicide. Mm. She says, and, and that actually was like a rampant problem in my family. My sister died that way. You know, obviously like a big family mental health crisis. Mm-hmm. And she attributes that in part to the family not being in touch with nature enough. Just being sort of homebodies, not getting out and doing enough and whatnot, which already seems like a maybe a bit of a stretch, but I don't know, not in her family. But then to go from there to the grounding thing seems like a really big leap, and yeah. that's not dealt with. They needed some glide path to get from her grandfather to grounding. Yeah, but since she's been doing it, she feels a lot better, a lot more connected, and... Well, good. Right. Good for her. I definitely recommend going out in nature when you need some grounding, but it's a different kind. Hi, Mariel. Um, hi, Mariel. Yeah, if you're listening, I'd love to talk to you. I don't know any Mariels. Yeah, me neither. All right. Wow. And then Amy Smart, also an actress. She's in there. She also uses grounding. And she says when she does really long shoots, like many hour days on a film set, all those microphones and things will make her so tired. The if microphones. Do, if you do like an 18 hour shoot. And at the end, it's all those microphones and they're those EMFers. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, so Nothing she, else could have made me tired after right. 18 hours of <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> standing. Delivering lines. Under hot lights. Right. And then we get a few, you know, ordinary people or non-famous people. So this one woman who uses a wheelchair, she has less pain thanks to her niece sending her a grounding kit. Okay. But like she's still, she's still using her wheelchair. Right. You know, you posited this as like a cure-all. So then we meet like several other people from an alt-medicine expo who also are having similar results. Okay. And finally, we return to the daughter of the filmmakers. How is she doing? How's she doing? Great. Oh, good. Glad to hear it. That's it. We don't ever find out what she had, how things got better. And they even nod to, well, could it just be that she grew out of it? Yeah, but maybe she's growing up grounded. Ah, just putting it out there. Maybe. Maybe? Yeah, this movie should just be called Maybe. Yeah, I could just have a person shrugging on the front. Mm. I was skeptical, but yeah. maybe. <laughs> but maybe. And that is my movie review. Fantastic. Great movie review. Clap, 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 clap. Well, um, I think we've got more to tell about grounding slash earthing. Uh, I'll tell you more about the book and me running around with a multimeter. <laughs> and more to say. So we'll be back next week with part two of our earthing investigation. And thank you to everybody who became a member. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much to everyone who supported. Uh, you blew us away with your support. We got to 2,730? Something like that. We didn't quite make The Exorcist reading. Not quite, but... But we're doing the live psychic Colin show with at least one Colin. Yeah, we've already got some Collins engaged, and we'll be producing our Advanced Academy of Deliverance mm-hmm. episodes, mm-hmm. as well as... Our album of hymns yes. and worship songs. Yes. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. So lots of fun stuff coming your way, and... um. Yeah, thank you so much for making this show possible for the coming year. Yeah, and for paying for this weird shit we've got. Yeah, all of these strange contraptions that we bought, these extra cables that are floating around uh, are all thanks to you. (laughs) Well, that's it for our show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. This episode was edited by Ross Blotcher. You've supported us at MaximumFun.org slash join because you are awesome. Thanks for doing that. But if you haven't yet, you still could. You still can. I don't think you'll be counted in the drive, though. You but won't. you'll be counted in my heart. You won't get the pins, but you you will still get the bonus content. Yeah. So if you're like, I, I still want that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can still sign up. That's true. That's true. And you can always tell a friend. You can post a positive review. You know, you don't even have to write anything fancy. You can just leave a five-star review. That's true. That makes us look spiffy to others. Mm-hmm. And you can follow us on social media if you're into it. We have Twitter at twitter.com slash podcast. We have Facebook at fb.com slash O-N-R-A-C. And remember. And it improved greatly, and I went back to playing tennis. Not as good as before, but pretty good anyway. It just changed my life. I didn't have the worries that I had before that something bad might happen if I kept trying to do things. I should just go ahead and try everything. This is the biggest development I've seen in the medical field in my five decades in public health and my three decades in the clinical trial field in medical devices. I just have a hard time believing this is a uh, placebo effect.
We have wasted this world. Our magic put a storm in the sky that has rendered the surface of our planet uninhabitable. But beneath the surface, well, that's another story entirely. In a city built leagues below the apocalypse, survivors of the storm forge paths through a strange new world. Some seek salvation for their homeland above. Others seek to chart the vast undersea expanse outside the city's walls. And others still seek, what else? Fortune and glory. Dive into the Ether Sea, the latest campaign from the Adventure Zone, every other Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. The 2021 pin sale has begun. Thank you so much to everyone who participated in the Max Fun Drive. This is the last year for a while that we'll be doing pins for Max Fun Drive, and the fifth year that we'll be selling pins and donating all proceeds to charity. The past year proved what we already knew that having access to the internet at home is a necessity for work, school, healthcare, and keeping in touch with family and friends. So the proceeds from this year's pin sale will go towards Everyone On, a nonprofit working to bridge the digital divide. We're grateful that with your support, we'll be able to help low-income folks gain access to affordable computers, internet services, and digital literacy programs. The sale will run until May 28th. Folks at the $10 monthly level and above will have access to all of the pins from the drive. That's 38 pins, one from every show on the network. We also have a special 2021 Max Fun Drive pin that all members can purchase. Go to MaximumFun.org slash pin sale for more info. And to learn more about Everyone On and support them directly, you can go to EveryoneOn.org. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.